I got a sermon called Blown Away. And uh, it's not, uh, not going to beat you up or anything too bad today. Or myself. Is it up there? They're working on it. You getting it? There it is. There it is, blown away. You ever go to a movie? Now, I know you men, you men don't cry, I know. Uh, but there's some movies out there that uh, they move you to cry, and they give you emotions, and emotions are one thing, but I'm, I live with facts and truth, but emotions are part of our lives. But you can go to the movie like The Passion of the Christ, and at the end of that movie when he's in the tomb and he, and he stands up and he's got that hole in his hand, that just kind of blows me away, you know, that just like, because that is the true essence of who we, who we serve and who we love, and it's, it's our Lord. So that, things like that, they just kind of blow you away. And there's, there's different things that God does in your life that just, if you'll pay attention, he wants to just, just, just excite you every day. And then some days you come up, you know, some days I come up here and you're not really excited about preaching. You, you, you do it because you, you love to preach and you do the things you want to do. But, you, you, you know, it's cloudy out. and it's, Everybody's kind of like, I ain't what I'm doing here. You know, I'm getting some beer on this Sunday. You know, we need to be excited because God's always trying to blow us away with who he is in our lives. And so as I put this sermon together, it was just kind of, I got real excited. I went home and told Vicki how excited it was. And I think she was, got, was about ready to tell me to shut up. But uh, because he just, he just, you know, when I open up God's word, he just, and I start to read it and start to see it. And I start highlighting all the words and it just blows me away. It just, that we have a God that is so personal, that he's so relational with us that he just wants to excite us always. And, and, and if, we're, if we're doing things that we shouldn't be doing, sometimes we're not so much blown away because we're, the, the, the things in our lives are deflecting God and what he's wanting to do in our lives. But when you pay attention to God and you want to come to God and you want to surrender to God, he blows you away. He does. And it doesn't matter what really takes place in your life. If you just pay attention to God, he'll always show you what he's trying to, to get you to through every trial of your life if you allow him to do it. And he blows us away with it. Expect God's miracle in the darkest days. Amen? Now, we all have dark days in our lives. And, and as a church or as a nation, we can have these dark times in our lives. But if we, if we lose somehow expecting God to do miracles in these times in our lives, then we lose the very essence of who God is in our life. I mean, God wants to do miracles in your life. Do you believe that? Huh? <laughs> I know there's not as many of you out there today, but today's, do you believe that God wants to do miracles in your life? He does. He does. And when we pay attention, we see those miracles, and those miracles can be simple things. It can be finding a key where a key is lost. It can be so many different things. But God wants to say, I love you, and I just want to help you through the smallest little things that you think aren't important to you, but they're important to God. And if you'll pay attention, he'll just blow you away with those things. Throughout my journey with the Lord, over and over again, it seems like it's been those little things that just blows me away with God. Those little God stories that just blow me away. And the big, big God stories do too, but these little ones, they just, if you just pay attention because you see the detail that, that God wants to be in your life. Not just to, to be in your life with all the great big things, but the smallest little details of your life, he wants to blow you away. And what prevents that is the sin in your life. Because once sin moves in, 
You start dampering down that Holy Spirit and you start to back away from God and you're not witnessing what God wants you to witness because you're too involved with the things of yourself. Does that make sense to you? Somebody say something. Everybody, want to do a little dance? Wake everybody up. <laughs> Lord, Father, we thank you for this message, Father. We thank you for always blowing us away with your love and your beauty, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you care for us, so desperately care for us that you died for us. Father, open our hearts. Thank you for Bonnie this morning, Lord, that, that uh, is overcoming a great hurdles in her life, one after another. And Lord, that she's being obedient in her life and following you. Thank you for all the ones taking care of the children in this church. Father, bless them. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Aren't you glad we got people to take care of kids? Let me tell you, that blows me away because I can't do it. I got to bite my tongue, hold my hands down and say, oh. I love them little rascals, but man. Expect God's miracles in the darkest days. I think if we could, instead of always looking at every day and everything that goes on in this country and in the world and in our lives, if we could look, quit looking at the darkness of it and look to what God is going to do through it, we would be so much better off, wouldn't we? Let God blow you away. Let God show you miracles that you cannot believe it exists. When Jesus comes into a life, the newfound power is revolutionary. It's, it's something new in your life. It's something, this power that he has over you, it's revolutionary. That means a change. There's a change taking place in you, and that change should blow you away. It should just elevate you to the highest point of your life. It's revolutionary. It, it's not the same ordinary thing as the whole world. Something is different about you. The Holy Spirit has moved in, and there's power in you, the ability to do things you've never done in your life. I know when I preach up prayer, Vicki, tell her about how much that blows you away. And she's not a robot either. It does. She knows I have no ability to do this. She absolutely knows it. And it blows her away because God, she sees God working through me, the Holy Spirit working. Because she knows who I am better than anybody else in this room. So when Jesus comes to into a life, the newfound power is revolutionary. You get excited about studying God's Word. And as you start to pick up God's Word, it starts to blow you away of all the history in the past, and you realize how this world was formed in every nation, the ones that went against God, how they were always defeated in Israel. Every time it was with God, it was on the mountaintops, and every time it turned away from God, it fell over and over again. It's like a roller coaster over and over again. But God's in every aspect of it, from the beginning to now, He's there. He's there. The mind controlled by the flesh does not listen to Jesus. Does everybody agree with that? If, if you're being controlled by the flesh of the world, by paganism, by secularism, do you know that there's a school coming out, some, I can't remember the state, probably California, the Florida, that's coming out that's going to allow Satanism in the school to study like a Bible study? Yep, right here in the United States. Yep, it's coming up. It's happening. It's happening. They're going to allow that. Do you not think that we are throwing God out of everything and bringing Satan in? What we, but God can blow us away if we allow him to let that faith in our life grow. And these things can be overcome. But the mind controlled by the flesh does not listen to Jesus. It is eternally dead, and it's without a cause. That's what this whole series is about, is letting you recognize that 
the world is living without a cause. Everyone outside of Christ is living without a cause. If you wonder why our country's in a mess, it's because we're living without a cause. The country has turned to individual selves, individual power, and whatever that can get accomplished through themselves, and that is without Christ. And so therefore we become living without a cause. Give me the cause of this country. Right now it's to take over all our freedoms, to empower the government as much as it can be empowered, to take liberty away from us. If you don't believe me, well, that's your opinion. This is mine. And I tell you, it's controlled by the flesh of desire and the sin nature and not by Christ. If it was controlled by Christ, it would be different. It would be revolutionary. It would be in Christ. Amen? Bibles would be back in the schools, not Satanism. That's just a thousand miles south of here, folks. Your sin nature will never inspire you. You hear that? Your sin nature, I love this one, will never inspire you to be blown away by God. Your sin nature, it's never going to wake you up one morning and say, oh, ho, ho, let's go out and have another affair. It's just going to blow me away and God's going to love it. It's never going to inspire you or get up in the morning and say, well, let's, let's don't go to work. Let's sit around and do some more drugs. Let's sit around and look at porno all day. I'll be inspired by that. It won't inspire you. It defeats you. It, it drags you to the lowest parts of life. And Satan wants to sit on top of you and hold you down there. It does not inspire you. It cannot inspire you. But the Word of God can always inspire you. You know, conviction. People come under conviction. We'll talk about that later. But people come under, under conviction. I'm telling you, you know how blessed you are when you come under conviction? Because you know how many people don't come under conviction? But when you come under the conviction of the Lord, the conviction of the word of truth, you are blessed. And I know what hurts. And I know the pain and all that and the heart and the twisting and all that. It's like, oh, this has got to stop. But you are so blessed. And God's trying to blow you away right then and there if you'll just surrender your life to him. Conviction can be a painful thing, but when you surrender to God through that conviction, it blows you away with what God's doing in your life. He's taking you to a revelationary life. Your sin nature will never inspire you, but will to be blown away by God. When we catch a high view of God, and we love that, I love that in this church, when we catch this high view of God, who he is and who we are not, let me say it again, who he is and who we are not, that's a high view of God. It's, I don't have any words for that. It's super spectacular. How's that? It's just wonderful. Because at that moment in your life, maybe the first time in your moment, you remember, you moment you think, that's God, and I'm way down here. That is my God. That is who I serve. That's who I'm going to spend eternity with. Man, that's the peak, isn't it? That's the peak. We'll talk about John the Baptist today, and he kind of went through that a little bit. When we catch a high view of God, his Holy Spirit takes us through the mountaintops of God. Amen? That's that Holy Spirit. How many of you know what I'm talking about, about a Holy Spirit? Just a few of you. Okay, the rest of you were in trouble. A Holy Spirit. Wow. That's that inner power, that inner peace, that inner joy, that inner Spirit of God that's in you that has taken on your personality and is changing your personality to be more like Christ, to be separate from the world, to be different from the world, to become holy, which is set apart. 
from the world holy. In John 3.27 it says, John answered and said, a man, received, a man receives nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. Explain that a little bit. John's at a time and he's been baptized and he's the front runner to Jesus Christ. He came out and, and he started telling everybody, he goes out and he's a man that nobody wanted to look at. He's kind of he dressed even worse than I do. And he's out in the, out in the desert and eats terrible things and, and his hygiene's probably not real good and just, just not the guy you'd really just want to go to. But see, they're not going to him for John. They're going to him because of God. They're not looking at the person. They're looking at God. And he's been baptizing and been telling everybody about the Christ, the Messiah coming and, and his disciples had come to him. He says, listen, they're baptizing Jesus and his disciples are baptizing more than we are. And John looks at him. He says, John answered and said, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. The things that God does in my life, I cannot receive it unless it is brought to me from heaven. The Father approves it. Anything negative in my life, the Father approves it. And he's a trial or, or something I need to go through. Everything is, unless it's, it's been given to heaven, I'm not receiving it. Nothing is slipping through God's hands. Nothing is out of control or in chaos. Even though it may look like it by our eyes, it's not to God. He's always moving and trying to direct people closer to his son. A man can receive nothing. Everybody say nothing. Nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. Nothing. In Matthew eleven four six, 6, Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. Now John, his ministry lasted six months. And we'll talk more about it later. But his ministry was a powerful ministry, six-month ministry on this earth. And he's been put in prison. He's been in prison for a while. And, and like a lot of people, when things happen in your life, you think, well, why is this happening? And, and John was questioning, not out of disbelief, but just trying to understand more and trying to make sure he was right. And he sent his disciples to ask Jesus, are you truly the Messiah? And Jesus answered and he said, go tell this to John. Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. See, the things that what God does in our life, the things that he does all around, it blows you away. The things, the miracles that he does, it just blows you away. Sickness in people's lives that, that God just overpowers through medication, through doctors, sometimes just by the power of his own healing. It blows you away. Sickness and mental issues and, and, and all kinds of things, it just blows you away. When Vicky got hurt and all those things she went through and 15 broken bones and, and, and a few months later she's like she never got hurt. That is an act of God. The doctors never did it. They didn't do anything for her. So give her stuff that she shouldn't have had. But God blows you away with those things. We serve an awesome God. And I'm telling you what he wants to do is blow you away with who he is in your life. And so Jesus says... Go tell him about all the things you've seen. See, he's telling you, go tell your neighbors and your families and the work people you work with about the things God is doing in your life. And if God's not doing something in your life, it's not God's fault, right? I say it every week in some words. If he's not working in your life, it's not God's problem. That's your problem because he's wanting to work in your life. You're not allowing him to work in your life. You're not allowing him to blow you away. So Jesus says, go and tell him the things which you hear and see. The blind see. Do you get that? The blind see. People that were born with blindness see again. They see for the first time. 
And today we look at blindness as a spiritual blindness in a lot of issues. People are blind spiritually. And when they come to see God, who he is, and who the Bible is, and where they were, it like blows them away because they recognize that if they hadn't came to Jesus Christ, if they hadn't started seeing these things, that their eternal life was damnation. Now that ought to just blow you away. Because God has opened your eyes and your heart to see the truth. The lame walk. When I was spiritually dead, I wasn't walking with God. But when I became spiritually alive, I started to walk with God. Amen? That blew me away when God turned my heart from greed to love. That blew me away. And when I paid attention to him with the least little things, I couldn't believe the things he would do in my life. The lepers are cleansed. The sins washed away. And the deaf hear. People you thought would never accept the word of God, hear the word of God. The word of truth and their lives are changed. Some people are so defeated in their lives. They feel so defeated and so unworthy. Well, you got Satan all over you because you're not defeated. You're not unworthy, not with Christ. Amen? You are not defeated. You can come out of there in a complete different life. It can be a revolutionary different life to you. And the dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. I love that word offended because today you can't, the, the whole Bible offends people today. I read there's a college in one of the, in, somewhere in the country here just the other day and they've got a place for men to go that are being offended. Masculinity place for men to go because they're being offended. That blows me away of sickness. Because I can't believe men are that, that shallow, that small anymore. I don't think they're going to fight for us. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Do you know how many times people in the world get offended because of the word of God? Do you, do you really realize, do you understand that, that if we keep going the way we're going, they're going to come in and try to shut us down? Do you understand that? Because we offend evil. We offend sin. You can't talk about those things anymore because it offends them, and I have the right not to be offended. We live in a mixed-up, crazy world. So Jesus knew this time was coming, and he gives it to us right here. Did I mess up? No, I didn't. The box. There's a little box I have up here, and I'll get into that later on, but it's the box that we put ourselves in. And a lot of times we preach and we'll say we put God in a box, but how about when we put ourselves in a box? We put ourselves in a box where this is all life can be. Because I'm, I'm not going to, this is it. This is all life can be, and it's got to be all right here in this box. And if there's anything else, I don't want it. We put ourselves in this box, and, and you can't, uh, that will not allow God to work in your life when you're in that, stuffed in that box. To be blown away by God, you've got to be expect to be blown away by God. Amen. First of all, I've got to expect that God's going to do miracles in my life, these God stories in my life, that it's going to blow me away, that I can see God more in my life because that's what God wants to do, show you more of him in your life to build the relationship that he's building. This next, I'm going to spend a little time on this next principle. I love this one. Spontaneous faith. 
Spontaneous faith is like an explosion within. With, within. It has no limits to its reach. Spontaneous faith. Everybody okay? Anybody sleeping out there? Spontaneous faith. Wow, man. Now, I know Bill over there, Bill's a, he's an organizer. He's a great man. He's an organizer. And then we have John Blackwell back there. I'm not sure what he is. Now, Noah was, a, Noah was an organizer. God gave him a, a direction, and he had this faith, and he did it. And that would be, I would put Bill in the category with Noah. Am, am I about correct, Bill? Just say whatever. I won't pick on you. And that's, that's nothing wrong. That's great. Abraham was a lot like that. But then there's these, these other ones, that the spontaneous faith. It's where you got your faith with God. The Holy Spirit's working your life, and God just continues to blow you away, just like he does with, 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 with the person planning it out. But a spontaneous faith is like, I'm going to give you some instances here in a little bit, but it's like David and Goliath. Now, David, when he left home, he's just a little red-headed kid. He wasn't expecting to go fight a giant. And he gets there and realizes the problem, and nobody wants to take care of the problem. He realizes that the king doesn't want to take care of the problem, the, 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 his brothers and all the soldiers of Israel, they don't want to take care of the problem, but he says, I'll do it. He's not thinking about the problem. He's thinking about God that will solve the problem. Amen? Because if you think about the problem, you don't really want to solve the problem. But if you're thinking about God that can solve the problem, the problem gets solved. And so it's not spontaneous faith. Mary, the mother of Jesus. Gabriel comes to her and he starts telling her about her. And next thing you know, I'll do it. I'll do it. It's that she Did she really know what she was doing? Yes, she did. She had complete faith in God. She wasn't worried about that she may get killed or stoned. She just knew that God said, ask her to do something through an angel called Gabriel. And she says, I'll do it. I don't care what the circumstances are. I'll do it. That's spontaneous faith. That's wonderful faith. That's great faith. We can, you can have that in your life. I get up every Sunday morning. I start to preach. And I say, I'll do it. I don't know what it's going to turn out like, but I'll do it. I don't know how many people I'm going to offend today, but I'll do it. It's spontaneous faith. I think God loves all faith, but I think he loves spontaneous faith too. Where you just do it because you know God's put it right there for you to do it. And when you do it, you're blown away by God because you did exactly what he asked you to do. I didn't even think about it. I just did it. It's kind of how this church got started. If I really would have thought about all of it, I probably wouldn't have done it. It was just like, I'll do it. And you go do it. Isaiah said, send me. I'll do it. It's all through the, I'll do it, God, I'll do it. And God, don't we serve a great God? Daniel in the lion's den. He goes home, he gets a memo, says, if you bow down to anybody else but the king, you're going to be put in the lion's den. He says, I'm going home, I'll bow down, I'll open up the window shades, I'll bow down, I'll do it, I'll be out there. I'll do it. And he does. In that wonderful faith, it's a spontaneous faith that you just do because you know the word of God. And you know that God's got you on the right path. And sometimes you may mess up a little bit. But I'll tell you, God will cover that. He'll let you know you messed up. Sometimes we get a little zealous for God. Whatever your faith is, whatever you're going to do for God, it has to line up with the word of God. Or it's not from God. 
It has to line up with the Word of God. And if you know the Word of God and the truth and the love of God, you'll be blown away by it. And when God asks you to do these things, you'll say, does it line up with God? I'll do it. Amen? I'll do it. It's like a, a fireman going into a, a building that's on fire. Like, I'm not going in there, but a fireman goes in there because that's what he's trained to do, and he does it. And he saves some people or even risks his own life, and he just doesn't even think about it. It's just his nature. I'll do it because that's his position in life. Well, Jesus has got a lot of people out here with spontaneous faith, and he says, they'll do it because I've asked them to do it, and they're going to do it right now. You go back to wherever you came from, and, and people need help. And then he come to you with some issues and this and that and the other. And you're thinking, I don't want to listen to this. But the next thing you're thinking, I'll do it. I'll listen to them. I'll help them. I'll do whatever I can for them. Because that's what I'm called to do. So spontaneous faith is like an explosion within your life. It has no limits. In other words, God can take you anywhere he wants to take you with that spontaneous faith. Isn't that great? And God blows you away with that. Because once you're done with that particular thing, you look back and you say... That is how that happened. That's God, man. That's God. And you said, said, I can't believe God did that with me. I can't believe it. Somebody give me something. Do you believe what God wants to do? Spontaneous faith. I don't even want to leave. I just love that spontaneous faith. Thing. I, can just, I just love it. I've got story after story after that. If Jesus is not changing you, I mean, if there's no spontaneous faith, there's a, if there's no faith that you're planning things out, which God uses that all the time, but if, if Jesus is not changing you, maybe you don't believe his Holy Spirit can change you. Maybe the problem is not with Jesus changing me, but with you believing he can change you. Maybe you're, you're, you're stuck in this box believing that nothing can come good in your life. Nothing can penetrate the box that you're in. If you just crack it a little bit and let Jesus, that spirit of Christ, seep into that box, he will change you. Amen? Some of you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, do you? It's a, it's a change that overpowers you, that overwhelms you, that just blows you away because you're not the person you used to be. If Jesus has not changed you, maybe you don't believe his Holy Spirit can change you. And living without a cause will always find you in the box of emptiness and defeat, either in this life or upon death. We can look at some people's lives and say, well, they're not living without a cause. Look at everything they've got. Well, wait till the minute they die. They're living without a cause. This box. I've got, what I've got on here? A defeated life. It's, it's what we believe that nothing, there's nothing good can come into our lives or we're, we're so down upon our lives or we're, we've done so much wrong that nothing can penetrate because you won't open the door. You won't let God's Holy Spirit come in. And you got, is this you? Is this, are you in the box? And maybe, you, maybe you're saved. Maybe you have the Holy Spirit, but, you, but you're so far away from God. You're so distant from God. Are you in, are you in there? God cannot... Fix me. I'm broke. Is that you? Is that you? I'm telling you, God can fix you. He can do more than fix you. He can blow you away with who he is. 
If I could just hold on. What are you holding on to, sister, brother? What are you holding on to? It ain't worked so far. What are you holding on to? You're holding on. There's a joke out there. I, I heard it the other day, and I loved it. It's a guy jumping off the fifth floor of a building, and he jumps off the fifth floor, and he goes back past the fourth floor, and everybody says, you're right. He says, so far, okay. He gets to the third floor. You're doing all right. So far, okay. And to the second floor, you're doing all so far, okay. And to the first floor, thump. And that's where a lot of you are. So far, okay. Not today, God. I'm doing so far okay. And when death comes, you realize at that moment, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I blew every opportunity that God gave me, and I'll spend eternity thinking back of all the opportunities that God gave me. And so if today you'll just crack open that box, some of you backslidden out there, some of you who never had Christ in your life, if you just crack the box and say, I'll, I'll let you in just a little, Lord, but just a little. If you crack it open, you're going to find some things. And the first thing you'll find is conviction. Conviction. Pray and expect miracles. Amen? You're going to find conviction. That's the first thing you'll find from God. Conviction. And, and some of you get conviction right now. You say, I'm, I'm that person in that box. I, I can't tell anybody. I cannot tell anybody. But Lord, I'm the person in the box. I want out of the box. I want to let you in the box. That's conviction. That's right there. I've seen so much in my life. How could I ever, ever accept anything good? That's conviction. And the second thing you'll find is repent and turn around. Repent and turn around. The Holy Spirit can repent. He has convicted you of whatever is going on in your life. And he's asking you to, to stop. Just stop right now. Open the door. Open the box. Just stop. Repent and turn around and go the right way. And the third thing is confess. It's, it's opening your mouth and confessing. Confess to yourself and then to the one who can save you. Amen? You've got to convince yourself that you're the one in the box. Because if you're lying to yourself, Satan will allow that lie to continue to say, the box is just fine with you. It's done you good, hasn't it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, it's not. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Confess and change. The next one is surrender everything. Leave nothing behind. That's the problem that most Christians have. They can't surrender at all. They can't leave some things behind. They'll give God a little bit and expect God to blow you away. And It's something, oh, he ain't blowing me away like he blew that other guy away. Well, you're not surrendering everything. And you're leaving it behind. Because God wants to blow you away. Amen. He wants to show you spontaneous faith. He wants to show you faith in action and what it's going to build on. All of it. He wants to allow you to have it all. Surrender everything. Leave nothing behind. The fifth one is ask for a miracle. Amen. Ask for a miracle. Ask God to, to open the box, to tear the lid off. Ask him for a miracle. Be saved from death and life of failures. Ask now. Amen. Ask him. You know what? He'll do it. You know why? 
He already told you he would. He died on the cross for you. He already told you he would. He already, he already did that 2,000 years ago. Jesus, there's the, there's the Savior right there. There's the one. Jesus wants to open your box up. He says in Romans 10, 13, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It says, who forever, who all that call the name of the Lord with your heart. There's one last thing in this box. Let's come out of that movie, Do You Believe? It's a cross. It's a cross. It's just a little, simple cross. But yet, the reality is it wasn't little and it wasn't simple. It took God in the flesh to come down and die for you and me. That we can open the box that Satan has trampled us in and tries to keep shut. That you allow God to open the box and the defeated life and all that is gone. And his Holy Spirit moves in. And this cross, to the world this cross means nothing. It's just jewelry. It's just this, there's just that. But to the person that has been blown away by God, this cross is everything. Amen? It's everything. Without it, we're nothing. And this one thing it says, do you believe? And the answer is not do you believe in God so much, but do you believe in the word of God, the truth of God? Do you believe what he did with your heart? What he did with his son for your heart? Do you believe? Daniel 3.28, it says, Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We got three young men, and most of you know this story, and I use it, I've used it several times. Three young men going to a big get-together. And Nebuchadnezzar is a powerful king. He overthrown a lot of nations, including Israel, or Judah, the southern part. He held him captive. And he's, of course, his own god. So somebody talked him into building this tall statue. I don't know, I forget how tall it was, but several stories tall, made of gold, bronze, and iron. And he builds us on a certain amount, as they blow the horns at a certain time, everybody throughout the nation has to bow down. Everywhere you're at, you have to bow down to this king. Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which are three young men from Israel, they're not bowing down. They're not going to. This is not fairy tales. This is a true story. So now you can say, I can go to my nation's capital. And we can, you know, they're putting, you, do you know, realize in New York City they just unfolded a, a, another, a, another statue for Baal, another statue of paganism in, in New York City, great big statue. It's coming everywhere. It's everywhere. It's coming everywhere. See, they want to get you used to that thing. So when the day comes, you'll bow down to the Antichrist. They want to get you used to the thing. It just, they just don't throw it on you at one time. They, they bring it in, little things at a time, little Satanism in the church, I mean in the school or in the church. I'm like, it's been there a long time. In, the, in there, and a, a statue over here, and another statue over here, and it's just bringing it to you, okay, just gradually, it's okay. It's not okay. And the church just stands back and says, would you look at that? So far, so good. <laughs> Did you get me there? So far, so good? We're falling. <laughs> so far, so good. Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know why? Because they had spontaneous faith, man. They said, I'm not bowing down. 
I know there's a hot fire, Uber. I know there's a hot fire. That's like today you're going somewhere and they're saying, you can't speak of Jesus. Don't you dare speak of Jesus. Don't you dare mention the name of Jesus. And it happens all the time. But you say, yes, I will. And we get a judge down in Alabama, Judge Moore, that said, I'll do more than that. He went on offense for God. They threw him off the court this week. What a man, what a man, because he wouldn't let same-sex marriage be in his courtroom. So they threw him out, a Supreme Court justice down in Alabama. What a man, amen. Was he looking at his job? No, he was looking at his God. He said, how can that happen in Alabama? So far, so good. As the church looks on. But these three young men, spontaneous faith. Or maybe it was planned out. I don't know. But I could imagine them knowing that they were going to come. And I mean, they were, somebody, some young man come up here. Come here. Be prepared to be offended when you come up. Come up here. Please. Tommy, come up here. You okay now, Tom? Yes, sir. Okay. Come on up. Come on up. Now, this is, this is either Shadrach, Meshach, I'll take two more, you men, please. Two more. Just two more men. Cole, can you pass Louise over? Oh, we got, we got some, Cole. Okay, we got, oh, come on, come on, come on up here. Now, which one do you want to be Shadrach? Tom and Meshach? And I don't, there's a Bendigo. Now, you guys, bow down. Don't you dare bow down. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> that's what they're telling you to do, right? Bow down. Bow down. Bow down. Bow down. Bow down. Bow down. No. Negative. You think they just come up and said, well, how come you won't bow down, honey? Oh, it's, it's, it'll be okay if you don't want to bow down. It's okay. Now, see, they don't do that with the Christians. They don't do that with the people of God. Or haven't you noticed that? Or is it so far so good? That's not what they do. They come up, they grab them, they tie them up, and as they're going up, people are smacking at them, spitting on them, giving them all kinds of hateful things because they're taking them to the king. There's a big fire pit that they're going to throw them in and kill them. And they knew it was going to happen. It wasn't a dance in the park. Ha, ha, ha. It wasn't nothing like that. And don't expect it for you either. It was something dreadful. It was their spontaneous faith saying, I don't care about the fire. I care about my Lord. And as they tie him up and they drag him off to the king, and so many other scriptures tells us what the king says, and they said, no, no, no. And the king says, strike that fire up. And they do, and they throw them in there. And by goodness, there's the Lord down there with them. The people that threw them in were burnt up from the fire, from the heat. But there they stood. Not even their clothes smelled like smoke. Do you believe that story happened? Do you believe it happened? Yeah, it happened. It happened. It's called miracles from God. Amen? Miracles. You say, well, can it happen today? Yeah, it can. It can happen in many different forms. It can happen in many different ways, in many different areas in your life. But you have got to be willing. 
You've got to be willing to let it happen. Amen? Because Christians, I'm telling you, it's coming. These three young men were good men of God. There was only a few left in the whole nation. And they would not bow. They would not buckle. They took the pain. They took the agony. And they were willing to sacrifice themselves for Christ. And they did it to the very end. And then we get this scripture right here. Nebuchadnezzar spoke and saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Blessed be their God. Your spontaneous faith just moved a king and is going to move a nation. Who sent his, his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's word. Look at that word. They frustrated the king. You want to frustrate this world? Just show them a little spontaneous faith with God. Amen? You just frustrate them to death. They'll be so offended. But it's okay. Frustrate them with the word of God, with the truth of God. But expect to be treated like these young men were. They're always going to treat us like that until the very end. Kings were and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. And then they made a, a law there that every person would have to honor them because of the god they serve. Amen. Amen. Do you think, is God still in those kind of miracles? Tell me. Come on, come on, come on. Is God still in those kind of miracles today? He is. He is. He is. He is. Thanks, guys. In Daniel 10, 12, this is talking to Daniel. This is Gabriel. Then he said to, I think it's, I'm, I think it's Gabriel. He's the messenger angel. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for the first day that you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have, become, I have come because of your words. Daniel had great humility. He was a friend of Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. He was right under the king. No matter how many kings came through there, he was right there with the king. God always took care of Daniel. Just like he took care of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He always took care of them. And it's the angel coming down. And if you go read this story, it's a fantastic story. And it should just blow you away. And it's God saying, do not fear. And you just put your name right there. Do not fear Bill. Do not fear Sandy or Vicky or Jeff or any, any. Do not fear. Do not fear for from this first day that you set your heart to understand. That means the day you came down and you opened your box and you said, God, come into my life. Pour on the conviction that I can let you have it all. The day you opened your heart to understand and to humble yourselves before your God, that you knew for the first time in your life who he is and who you are. And you humbled yourself before God. Your words were heard. Amen? Your words to God were heard. And they are continuing to be heard. God hears your prayers. And you can count on every promise that he has made in his word. And I have come because of your words. Amen? The prayers that Daniel puts up. In 1 Samuel 17, Then David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with the Philistines, and that's David and Goliath again. What's such a, a young man? You see how God uses young people. You see that? 
that's why I get so hurt when these young people want to turn away from God because I know God uses young people. He uses everybody, but, but throughout his word, it's young people. He loves to use the young. I don't understand why the young don't want to be used by God anymore. It's because of the sin nature, they, they shut their box and they won't let God in. God wants to use every one of us. And of course, we know the story. That's when David went and defeated the giant of spontaneous faith. Oops, take me back, I'm sorry. I'm going to close here in just a minute. Then Peter said, silver and gold, I want you to listen to this now. Silver and gold I do not have. That's financial things. That's something I, we have to continue to repeat because people, when they're getting down and out, that's what they want. They just want money, money, money. They want you to throw money at everything, and money solves everything, and money, oh, if I just could win the lotto. Because money will solve everything. Well, how's it done you so far? You can't hang on to it. I'll tell you what. I, if I had a million dollars, I'd just give you a million dollars. You know what? In about a year, you come back, can I have another million, please? That's what you do. If we give money to people because they don't earn it, they don't, they don't work for it, and they don't pray over it, and they don't gather it together, you just come back wanting more. It won't do you any good. But you don't know how to handle it with the truth and the word of God. And Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have, I'll give you. Amen. What I have is the word and truth of God. If you'll open your box, see, all of us will open the box. I'll put a $20 bill in that box if you open it. Yep. Open it up real quick. Close it. You're not getting it back. Put it in there quick. I ain't giving it back. Now, you'll do that, won't you? Oh, yeah. We'll do that. But how about if I give you the truth of God? Mm, I don't think so. No, I'm not going to do it. That's how ridiculous we are as a world, as a nation. I get so sick of us sometimes. God wants to blow us away with his love and his miracles, and we fall for the trap of Satan with money and filth and other things and open our box and make sure nobody gets it out of our hands because we're so greedy. i got to have it. You know, it's, I'm going I'm to let you know a little secret. It's until you don't want those, anything, those things anymore before you'll ever get those things, okay? I'm just going to let you know that. When they don't matter to you anymore, God will be happy to give it to you. <laughs> but when they matter and they become your God, you ain't getting it. Not from God, anyway. But when it don't matter anymore, God will bless your socks off. Amen? Oh, I know. Send this message out within 10 seconds, and you'll get a, all the money you need in the next few days. Punch, punch, punch. Oh, how foolish we are. God doesn't work that way. Quit falling for that stuff. So Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. He gave it to him. He gave him everything that God had, and that was to heal the man. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, look at that. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus, I'll give you what I have. And what I have, I have nothing but this, the word of truth, the preaching, the understanding of a God. That's all I've got, and that's all you need. Amen. Take that in and let be rich with that. Open your box. Let God come in. Rise up and walk.
And he took him, by the way, that's probably spontaneous faith there because they didn't know the guy was going to be sitting there. They walk in into the gates, into the, into the temple to pray, and there's this guy sitting there, and, Jesus, and Peter and John says, I know what I got I can give you. I know what you want, but I know what I got I can give you. If you just open your box a little bit, I'll give it to you, and you're going to walk, and you're going to be so excited, you're going to be blown away by God. Complete. You know, a lot of you, you ain't never walked with God. You have never walked with God. Oh, I believe in God. No, you never walked with God. You've never walked with God. You've never walked with the Savior. You've never spent time with the Savior because you want everything right now, right now, right now. Hurry up, put it in there so I can close it. If I don't get it within the next few seconds, I don't want it. Okay, I'm done. I've had enough of you, God. You didn't do what I said you was going to do. You didn't do it. I've had enough of you. That's, that's us. Voila. So far, so good. <laughs> and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankles, bones received strength. Woo! Blow you away, right? See, that's what happens when people come to God. For the first time, you can pick them up and they're walking with God for the first time in their life. And you got to be a part of that because what you have, you gave it to them. Amen? Not what they wanted, but what you have, they gave it to them. And immediately, his feet and ankle bones received strength. When? Everybody say, immediately. Not, I'll think about it. Not maybe, but now. When Christ comes into your life, it's immediate. Amen? It's immediate. And he'll make you strong. Some of you want to quit this and quit that. Do you really? I'm going to get on you smokers a little bit. Yeah, I don't care if you don't like me or not. It don't matter to me. I'm not here to please you. I'm not here to make you happy. I'm here to help you have a good life. And if you don't like that, I'm sorry. Some of you come in, I don't want to quit smoking. Well, have you quit? No, but I want to. <laughs> yep, so far so good. Well, how about quitting? I mean, how about quitting? If that's what you say, well, tell that, Peter, I ain't no sin. Well, no, but if you're telling me you want to quit, and that's what a lot of you tell me, but you don't quit, well, what are you telling me for? Go tell God. You told God, okay, that didn't work. Well, why not? I'm confused. I thought Jesus could do anything. I thought he could take anything out of your life that's sin. I'm confused. Why hasn't he done that? Because you're not letting him. Because you're not even attempting to let him. You think words are good enough. Words aren't good enough. Action, amen? Faith in action is good enough. If you want to quit something, if you've got a problem in your life, you need to quit it. No, I'm not, no matter if it's smoking, no matter what it is. If you want to quit it, then quit it. Quit talking about it and do it. And if you call on the power of the Lord, he will do it, Amen? If you've got a drug issue, an alcohol issue, a cigarette smoking issue, a dope smoking issue, if you've got a woman issue, if you've got a man issue, if you've got a I got big muscle issue, well, quit talking about it and do something about it. How about praying about it? Amen? Praying about it and let God take those things out of your life. My dad, I told this story before, but my dad, when he got saved, he told me a story for years. He said, the beer went out, the beer went down the drain, the cigarettes went out the window. He meant business. 
And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength and eighty. So he leaping up and stood and walked and entered the temple with him, walking and leaping and praising God. Oh my goodness. Oh my, that should blow you away. Can't you imagine that Christ has changed your life? That you opened up the box, the Holy Spirit came in, and God came in for the first time, and you recognize it. You ought to be so excited about it. So overwhelmed by it, so blown away by it, you are no longer going to hell. You're going to heaven, and God is guiding your path for the first time in your life. Amen? How can you not be blown away about it? How can you not understand that God just performed something great in your life? So far, so good. Christians, put your faith in action. When you see somebody that needs help and love, let the spontaneous faith work because a lot of you know it. Right when it happens, you know what to do. You know exactly what to do. You know exactly what to do and what to say. And yet you say, I don't want to offend them. Maybe that will hurt them. Well, I, the hell's going to be a lot worse, okay? I'll let you in a little secret. Hell's a lot worse. It's not your job to change them. It's your job to tell them. And so many people before us have shown us that spontaneous faith. For this is who, who, who he, for this is he whom is written, Behold, I send my messenger before you, your face, who will prepare your way before you. But surely I say to you, among those born of women, there is not, 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 not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. I'll explain that in a minute. This is John the Baptist. This is Jesus talking about him. And in verse 12 it says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violence takes it by force. Everybody all right? I'm going to close in here in a minute. He who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. John the Baptist was a shadowy figure of what was going to happen. We and the people at that time know and see through the word of God what happened. And down there in verse 12, I love this verse. And, it, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom in heaven suffers violence. And that's me, the kingdom, the church, it suffers violence. Can you not see the violence the church is going through all over the world? Can you not see the Christians being slaughtered all over the world? Can you not see our own government turning their back on the church all over this country? And the violence takes it by force. There's a narrow gate, amen? There's a narrow gate. Jesus warns us about it. There's a narrow gate. If you want to make it through the narrow gate, you're going to have to press forward, amen? You say, well, I belong to Jesus, amen? I'm glad you do because that's the only way through. But I'm telling you, if you want to work with Jesus, you want to go and be a servant of Jesus, you're going to have to press and press and press because violence is always going to be around us. They're always going to be negative to us. They're always going to try to overthrow us. They're always, 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 they always have and they always will until the day Christ comes back. This day and time in our lives, it's a lot of different things coming after us. But we must stand firm in the word of God. Use our spontaneous faith, every ounce of faith that God's given us and every way he's given it, and we must go forward on offense with the Lord and Savior. Amen? Words for the week. I know, am I running late? Words for the week. I don't want to quit preaching. That's my problem. I want you to open your box. Spontaneous faith, what? Blows you away. And is revolutionary to your 
walk. Will you ask Jesus to blow you away today? Will you ask him to blow you away today? Let's all stand and read this and we'll close. I'll start. You guys take off with it. As it is written. You're the church. You're the church. That's us. That's us. John the Baptist prepared the way for the Messiah. You know what? He's coming back. Amen? He's coming back. And I'm going to quit jumping off of buildings. <laughs> He's coming back. We need to prepare that for everybody. We need to continue to tell everybody. But until you let your spontaneous faith and all your faith occupy every ounce of your body, until you open the door and understand that you're not worthy of Christ, but he, he makes us whole. He makes us new, not because of me and you, but because of what he's done. I'm not worthy. There's no doubt about it, but I'm accepted. Amen? And he'll accept you into the kingdom of heaven. Will there be violent times? I promise you there will. But you can overcome them. And the more you use your spontaneous faith and your faith, no matter what it is, the more you'll see God working in your lives. And he'll blow you away with who he is. You'll quit worrying about the friends and the families and everything else. And you'll just spontaneously move towards God like, a, like gravity pulling you only stronger than gravity I get so high in the clouds gravity disappears but my God never disappears amen he just keeps pulling me and one day he's going to take me all the way to heaven wow I'll be blown away that day and so will you I open the tables now if you belong to Jesus Christ you're welcome with these tables Allow the Lord to blow you away.